0: The Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, and we look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host Matt Hodgeberg and this is episode number 352. People all go on cruises for different reasons, including a common cause. Family vacations are a big part of why people cruise as well as people who join groups that have a common theme, whether for fan clubs or family gatherings or musical festivals. Group sailings are a big hit and today Michael is sharing with us an annual cruise tradition that his family shares with a large amount of other people who have a similar disorder and how they find solace in cruising together. Here we go. We're back this week with another great cruise story to share with you. And uh, this week's episode is coming to us from a good friend of mine, Mike Pastor, who uh, lives uh, not too far away. We've had a chance to meet up at a couple of Royal Caribbean blog meetups here. And, uh, Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Matt. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So, Mike, uh, I actually have no idea what we're going to be talking about, what your story is, but that's 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 by design. So, uh, where are we going on this story today?
1: Okay. It's, a, it's a, I, when I'm sailing uh, February 29th, so it's, it's kind of some, some highlights of the sailing, not a specific, one specific story or memory like some people had. But I will say that I cannot drive by a Hooters without thinking of Paul Crow. by the way. So <laughs> there's, there's that. Um, but this one was on Adventure of the Seas. Um, so it was February 29th, which was leap year. So that was kind of cool. Um, and that was out of Fort Lauderdale. And the itinerary on this one was the ABC Islands, which uh, I was really excited about. You had just did this itinerary on, um, I believe it was the Migos Eve group cruise or one of your, your previous group cruises yep. uh, a few months ago. So you had just did that and put, posted some blog stories and things. So I was, you know, the timing was great for that. I was real excited uh, about this one coming up. Um, But normally I'm more into the ship than the itinerary. The itinerary itinerary is kind of secondary to me, but with this one, again, a little more obscure itinerary, someone I've never done. I was a lot more excited um, for this one. Um, So on this one, it was myself, my wife, and um, was one of my daughters, my younger daughter. And my older daughter, unfortunately, um, due to college classes, could not come. So my younger daughter was able to find a friend who uh, came with us. So that was nice. And she had someone to keep her occupied, too, which is nice. Nice. Um, So this one, on this one here, um, it was actually a group cruise. Um, This particular group cruise is called Fibro Cruise. It's a group cruise for people with fibromyalgia, which my wife fits that category. It's how we... Um, found this cruise many years ago Um, this is the the fifth one that we've been on with this group so um, a lot of people we've met in the past so we have a lot of good friends that we see each year and then uh, more new more new friends coming on we have the additional people coming on which is is really nice and on this one we had some just great new people that we're going to actually see again next year so that was uh that was just a lot of fun with that um which, uh, what do you always say? Oh, I'm sorry? Yeah. No, sorry. Uh, did you say what ship we are going on? Yeah, Adventure. Adventure of the Seas out of Fort Lauderdale. It was an eight, eight, eight night. Got it. That so was just going to the ABC. So, didn't have another island in there. It was just the three islands, uh, the ABC islands. Um, then, like, what do you always say about sailing? What's better than a, a World Caribbean cruise, or a World Caribbean cruise with friends? So that's why these, Absolutely. Uh, group cruises are, are really special to me. Um, so, as a group we do a lot of activities together that we plan um, we do some uh, educational sessions for the people within the group and then we do some, some fun stuff um, as well um, some private events um, so we always do a uh, private cocktail party it's usually on formal nights everyone you know is dressed up nice and um, everyone loves to do this one um, at this particular one there was uh, several couples uh, celebrating some anniversary milestones so we had a a couple celebrating their fiftieth, uh, another one celebrating their thirty-fifth, and then two, which myself and Tiffany, my wife, um, were part of that, celebrating their twenty-five years. Um, so one of the members of our group was able to uh, do a vow renewal ceremony for us. So that was, was something special. Um, something um, we had put to, we were starting to put it together for one of the couples, and then we just kind of kind of grew to the four couples doing it, and um. Royal even actually threw in a big uh, cake for us, so we had that at the event, and it was uh, it was it was really nice.
0: Did you um for the vow renewal? Is this something you went
1: through Royal Caribbean to arrange,
0: or this was something you guys were kind of doing on your own?
1: Kind of on our own. They were aware we were doing it. Um, being a group going through the group coordinator, he was able to assure we had a little extra time tacked onto that uh, that cocktail party, and again, he arranged that uh, a cake also. So they were aware of it, but. But they didn't really have to do anything. We handled it Got on it. our own. So Cool. Um, so after the after the cocktail party, which is just every year we do this after the cocktail party, we have a uh, private karaoke event, which is a lot of fun. Uh, of course, has to follow the cocktail party, so everybody gets a little uh, more relaxed. Um, now, I would say though, on adventure the uh, the karaoke venue, which is the uh, I think it's the Imperial Lounge, all the way forward on deck five not being a dedicated karaoke venue like you have on oasis or uh, freedom class and uh, I'm, I'm assuming on quantum class um the song selection wasn't as good the sound wasn't as good but you know just kind of nitpicking but we, we still had a lot of fun with it um for sure and then after our private one then they open it up for the the normal session or karaoke uh, time for everyone and of course we invited everyone. Hey, have some of that cake because it was again, it was huge, and we couldn't finish it all. <laughs> so, just trying to be generous with it. Um, so that was uh that was some fun, fun stuff.
0: And then nice. aside from
1: our just our group, which our group was forty, I think it was forty-seven people um, this particular year. But aside from our group, uh, you know how they do. You'll you'll see a Facebook group for a sailing on most sailings. Um, this one was was pretty big. Um, I don't know how big they. Normally get, but this was like over 300 people um, and just very interactive. Um, in fact, I'd be walking around and a random person would come up and, hey, are you Mike from the Facebook group? And, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I don't know how you know that, but just so there was so much activity going on. It was a ton of fun. Um, and someone in that group put together a slot poll, which we all did on, I think it was day two, um, which was huge. It was over 100 people and it was 120 something people down in the, um, in the casino. Which we pretty much took it over, and uh, everyone put in like twenty dollars a piece, and you know everyone took their turns. They handled it really well. It went real smooth, and after a couple hours, everyone kind of agreed, okay, we've been doing this long enough, and they just cashed out. So everybody got back like ten dollars of their twenty. So you know, it was a a uh, couple hours of fun for a very little cost. That was kind of that was kind of cool. Nice. Um, I think it was another. Uh, I might have the same person in that Facebook group put together a bar crawl, which I know you've done them on on your groups there. Um, a lot of fun and he actually had t-shirts made so super bright orange t-shirts which you could totally tell who was in the bar crawl uh you know who was even beforehand walking out earlier that day you knew who was going to be there because these bright orange t-shirts uh, so we were taking over all the bars and you just see a sea of orange which was uh which was really cool but uh since this was after the cocktail karaoke night i had probably a little too much to drink that night so i <laughs> <laughs> Didn't go too crazy on the bar crawl. I kind of, you know, skipped a few drinks at some of the bars, but still kind of, you know, hung on just to just to go to all of them. So that was uh, that was fun. That's actually something I think I would plan. I have a couple of Facebook groups for some future sailings. I think I would actually do that. It was just so much fun. I'd like to I like to put one together, you know, for for those because it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So, and then um, another one of the highlights was the quest, which often is a highlight. <laughs> um, and, and my wife, which you've met Tiffany, who's usually a little reserved is, uh, was for the third time, uh, a team leader for the team we were on, which is funny. Cause again, if you know her, it's like, really? Uh, but <laughs> she, she enjoys it. She has fun with it. So, uh, so she was a team leader and one of the new additions to our group, uh, awesome guy from Canada, um, which we had just met, but, you know, quickly became really good friends throughout the week. You hear a little talking about the quest he had no idea what the quest was first time, um, on a Royal Caribbean ship. So without giving him too much information, we kind of were like, yeah, you should be a group leader. You're real outgoing. And, you know, say, so yeah, I want to be a group leader. I want to be a group leader. So we did not give him any more details about the quest in normal life for anyone out there who has not participated yet. But So lo and behold, quest night comes. Tiffany gets to be our female team leader and uh, our new friend Rick becomes the, the male team leader. So that was, uh, it was fun. He, he enjoyed that. I will say that um <laughs> how did they do in the a, quest unfortunately we did not win again <laughs> for a third time uh that she might that you know my wife has been the um team captain and unfortunately we we fell short again we'll have to keep trying uh. <laughs> um but and again the, the, here's the big the memorable moment for me for the quest i've never seen this before but I, rick was taken away to to uh medical in a wheelchair From the quest which really something i've never seen before the the, everything was done it was you know everything's over everyone's jumping around celebrating having a good time when it's over and rick's jumping around having a good time everyone's exiting the ice rink kind of just you know hanging around talking and all of a sudden i look over and there's a royal caribbean employee pushing a wheelchair with with our friend rick in it what on (laughs) earth happened he was jumping around so much he tore something in his leg (laughs) <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so off he went to medical, and he was in a um, or the crutches for the, the remainder of the, of the trip. Oh geez! Which luckily, as you know, the quest is on uh, this case. It was the night seven of eight, so it wasn't like had yeah, too oh. much time to go. But yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was funny. Yeah, but I uh, mean, those gr- are,
0: mm-hmm. g- g- going on group cruises, you know, cruising with your friends, cruising with you know, just a larger group. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of those. Uh, moments, a lot of those experiences that kind of come together. And a lot of it is, you know, sometimes um, you, you never want to say you had to be there to to understand it, but so, so many yeah. of those memories um, are just, they, they live on. And especially if you get an opportunity to cruise multiple times, I mean, it becomes almost, you know, uh, an inside joke, if you will, where there's references mm-hmm. to it. But, but it is a large, you know, I, I think when it comes to cruising, if you've been there, done that, done a couple cruises, Um, If you're looking for a way to kind of, again, spice it up or take it to the next level maybe, I'm not sure what the right metaphor is, uh, going on a a group sailing, um, again, whether it's an extended family, whether it's a common cause like uh, Michael's talking about here, uh, whether it's a real Korean blog group cruise because I like to shamelessly plug those things, um, You know, regardless of what the motive is, um, it can really change it it, because it's a different phenomenon, Michael, and you talked about that a little bit earlier when uh, people were, you know, like, hey, are you the guy from Facebook? It's, it's a different phenomenon when you get to, you see a lot of faces around the ship that you actually know instead of going on the cruise and it's just you and your family, which is fine. But you know, you walk around the ship, you don't really recognize anybody, but it's a lot more social uh, aspect to it. When you kind of see everybody, it's like walking around the, the best description I have is like being in high school and walking around between classes. Like, you know, you walk down the hall and it's like, Hey, it's that guy. You know what I mean? And it's, Uh, That's a for me. That's been a really fun part of uh, going on group sailings
1: Well, I will say that's absolutely my favorite part and I hate to say when when I go without a group I'm not gonna say it's boring or different, but but it's different in this case Every time you go somewhere you see people, you know, you know, I'm, I'm maybe maybe Tiffany wants to take a nap and Can you take a nap? I'm gonna go walk the promenade and inevitably you're gonna run into people that you know generally at the bars but you're always going to run into people you know. And with it, what's funny with this group is you, you have, uh, and again, fibromyalgia affects male and female, but primarily females. So most of the people in this group that have it are females. They bring along their husbands or significant others. So the husbands, when they on their first one, they're always kind of reluctant, like, oh, okay, yeah, fine, whatever, I'll go. But then they meet the other husbands, and now these husbands create this awesome bond and that's the highlight for them is to hang out, you know, hang out with the guys, hang out at the pub, or uh, in this case, the champagne bar on adventure was a, a pretty much where you could always find me. Uh, so that was, that's just a great aspect of this. And speaking of plugging group cruises, yes, I'm booked on the November 21, uh, 2021 Thanksgiving group cruise. So I absolutely cannot wait for that one. That's yes. Can't wait. Um, and another one of your recommendations, we uh, you always talk about the sushi making class, how much fun it is we actually kind of last minute decision on the last day did that. And you were right. It was absolutely awesome. And we did it with a couple of, you know, of of our friends that were on there and that was an absolute blast. That was a ton of fun.
0: Yeah. I love the the sushi making class um, is one of a few different culinary classes. There's the cupcake making sushi making, there's a guacamole making There's Sometimes I think they sometimes do a pasta making at Giovanni's, but I don't know. Anyway, the point is that, these sound like, when I first heard them, it's like, all right, whatever. They're just, you know, they're learning how to make it cool. You know, not my thing, but whatever. But it's more than the sum of its parts. It's more than just learning to do it, and it's a lot of fun. It's great if you got a group because I think there's a little bit of a competitive nature to it. I think that it, it, there's a lot of, you know, kind of ribbing uh, between each other. And it's fun, and it's a meal, and it's it's something to do together. And, um, you know, I, I agree. Uh, the sushi making class is fantastic. Michael, how many years have you been doing this, The been participating with the, um, uh, the fiber, fibromira- I can't even say it. How long have you been doing the, the fiber? The, f- 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 um, f- f- this,
1: this past one was, was the fifth, was the fifth nice. one. I, we've been on all of them. Tiffany actually, she's the one that discovered it back in 2015. We've been on all of them. And since the first one, actually the, the group leader that put it together had actually asked me to become a bigger part of it. So I actually, I do have a, a fairly big role in, um, in the planning of it and, uh, and, and things like that, which I totally love because it involves cruises. So I, uh, have a lot of a lot of fun with that and the, the people in the group you know they on facebook and our group all year they're they're supportive of each other and uh, that's kind of the, the the greatness that comes out of this it's not just one week a year these people um we all you know every day interact on facebook and again if someone maybe isn't feeling so well or needs a, a little someone to talk to their the group is awesome so that's the, the real positive part of, of this so it's,
0: absolutely it's,
1: it's fulfilling it's... i guess you could say
0: Yeah, and and what a great idea, because obviously it's a great cause uh, to have that kind of, you know, to have people together for that, but inevitably, I think there's a lot of just, you know, people
1: hanging out together, um, and it's a cruise vacation. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no, this isn't a bunch of people like, oh, I don't feel good, I don't feel good, this is a bunch of people having a great time, that's, they have a common, they have something common that they share, but that's what brought them together, aside from that, no, they're having a a great time, and, and dancing, and having fun, for sure.
0: Yeah, and obviously this has become an annual tradition for you and something that really, again, not only are you, I, I know you, Mike, pretty well that you'd be excited for a cruise regardless, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> to have some, this is a real highlight for you and to have, again, combining uh, causes and and concerns that are important to you with cruise vacations, what a great way to, to, to you know, kill two birds with one
1: stone. Absolutely. Absolutely, um, awesome. Yep. Now on this one, uh, again, real quick, though, the, the itinerary of course is important too. So, uh, you know, it was the ABC islands. So in, uh, Carousel, we, we didn't plan anything. We just kind of walked around, walked, you know, through the town and, uh, eventually caught a cab over to the distillery since that was kind of the, one of the things I had heard, it was kind of one of the things to do. So we went over there, had a, had a drink, headed back. Um, and we asked the cab driver, Hey, can you bring us somewhere, you know, some authentic food we can have for lunch? You know, it's always nice to get authentic food when you're, in these places, you know, cause you walk back and there's a, a Burger King, which those are fine. But, you know, when you're in a foreign land, you want to you know, indulge in some of their some of their cuisine. So uh, he dropped us off at a we would call it here, maybe a food court. You know, it's multiple people preparing food in, in an area and you kind of pick who you want to go to. And, uh, and that was really good. So, again, some authentic uh, food we had there. So that was that was fun. But like I said, we didn't have anything planned there. So we just kind of did the we just kind of walked around in Bonaire the next day we did the golf carts, which is kind of, you know, what a lot of people do, but it was, that was a lot of fun. The staff was awesome. There's really, really nice people there. Um, and we had did the the South loop um, me, the North loop or the South loop. We did the South loop. Um, and again, a bunch of us from the group were hanging out together, following each other. But of course the leader of the, of the, the golf carts, we listened. Okay. This is where you go. They tell you exactly, you know, Take a right here and then you know go off on your way. No, we didn't listen so good. We started out and this this does not sound like what they told us. This is nope, nope. I don't see anything they told us. So after a little while, like, all right, we need to go back and start over. So we kind of backtracked, realized we missed a turn, and then off we went. And that was uh we 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 got on track from there. But uh, the golf cards are great because you can stop anywhere you want. Uh, take pictures or see what you want to do. Kind of go at your own pace. So that was that was a lot of fun. I see why so many people, some people, uh, some people do that. Um, and you had mentioned uh, Sorbonne Beach when you were there, so uh, we made our way over that way and uh, had lunch at uh, I think it was called the Hangout Beach Bar, which is right next to the Sorbon Resort. And that uh, was it was good. It was cool. You know, beautiful beach is beautiful there. Yeah, we had lunch there. Great and news. then by the time we were done, it was pretty much time to head back. So uh, I would definitely do that one again, probably do the, maybe the North Loop next time, but I would definitely, definitely do that one again. Um, And then the the final stop was Aruba, which we did a private catamaran tour that we had set up um, ahead of time for our group. I think it was 22 or so of us um, went on that. Thing about this was I was was a little worried because we kind of had to redeem ourselves. A couple of years ago, uh, in Roatan, we set up a private catamaran tour. and we got off the ship, have took us to the wherever the catamaran was supposed to be we get off and there's no catamaran like okay we're here for the catamaran tour oh the catamaran it's broken so but we're going to take you on this, this fishing boat like no no you're not it just did not look like a very fun situation so a few people said all right we'll give it a try and they went and several other people said no we're just gonna go back to the ship we went back to the ship that was a few years ago so this one we actually set up transportation to the to the catamaran that was behind the holiday inn on the beach um, something called the karaoke bus like i have no idea what this thing is but it sounds fun so the karaoke bus picked us up at the cruise port and that was as much fun as the as the, as the catamaran it was open you know all the no windows everything's all open there and uh, the driver super interactive and singing and everyone you know there's a girl dancing around and then kind of involving the people on the streets getting them singing and dancing as you're by. So that was uh, an interesting interesting way to get to the catamaran. Hmm. But once we did get there, spot on, perfect, exactly, uh, as they said it would be. It was, uh, catamaran was beautiful. It was clean. The, the staff was awesome. The food, it was like four courses of food, which were phenomenal. Even my, my young daughter was like, I would just go again for the food. It was, it was that good. And then, um, and they had drinks and not just a, Hey, do you want a rum punch or this? They basically asked, what did you, what do you want? What do you have? And she rattled off pretty much everything behind the bar. I'm like, you have all that down there. Okay. So so it was, that was another great aspect of it. So that was awesome. And that was a uh, it was called octopus Aruba was the name of this company. hundred percent would do it again. If we ever get down there again, which I'm sure we will, I would, I would do that one again. They were great. So that, that redeemed our, uh, our previous Failed catamaran excursion from <laughs> years ago. So, nice. So yeah, the, so all the islands were great. Uh, I would, I really would like to do that itinerary again, and uh, just absolutely loved it. So like, that sounds great. I, I mean, the, yeah. the
0: Southern Southern Caribbean is such a such a fun place to visit. I mean, there's just so many cool things to do there, uh, and it's everywhere is beautiful. I mean, it's just you just think, oh, yeah. this is the most beautiful, and then you find somewhere else that's even better. So, absolutely. It sounds like you had a great cruise. And we did. Um, we did yeah, a lot of highlights, uh, packed into one cruise. That's, that's always the sound of a, that's always a sign of a good cruise when you say, Oh, what was your favorite part? And you're like, well, there was like that and that, and that, and that, like there's so many little things and are big things. And, uh, yeah, it, it sounds like a great cruise. And I'm glad you're able to share this with us because this is a good opportunity to, to you know, again, uh, like, like you, like you said that I said that I'm saying now, <laughs> um, you know, the only thing better than a Royal Caribbean cruise is a Royal Caribbean cruise with friends. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a great way to experience that, and I'm glad you're able to share this uh, cruise story with us, Michael. Well,
1: thank you. I appreciate it.
0: All righty, it's time to answer your listener emails. This is the part of the podcast where I dive into the Royal Caribbean Blog podcast inbox and uh, read the questions that you've sent to me. You can always send me your emails by sending it to matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com, Matt, M-A-T-T at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Our first email this week from Doug from Roseville, Michigan. Matt, been away for a bit, but so glad to be back and hearing your podcast and watching your videos again. For the last 15 years, I've been bugging my dad's big family to do a cruise, and it hasn't worked. My cousins are finally old enough, or married and kids are old enough, and aunts and uncles have kids out of the house. People are starting to look at me and ask about a cruise at family parties. Probably still two years out, but as I start to do some planning, I turned to you for a little help. What are some tips you can offer when planning a cruise like this? Looking at a minimum of about 45 to 50 adults and kids. I don't want to plan every second of the cruise, but just want to f- feel free to do something different, but also want to enjoy time with everybody. Looking at an in a waste class so that we'll have the most amount of options, although maybe there is too many for a big family cruise. Thanks for your help, and thanks for continuing what you do here. Doug, thanks for the email, and I'm so glad to hear you're considering this option. I would tell you a couple things. Number one, use a travel agent. Doug, you love your family. You do not want to be chasing after family members for payments, to remind them to book things. You don't want to be the middleman. Trust me. So my advice, number one, work with the travel agent. Let them know what you're trying to do. I'm sure they'll be very eager to help you out there. And then whenever you're talking to any, you know, aunt, uncle, Cousin, whomever, say great. All you have to do is contact this person. They have all the information you need because a lot of people are, especially, new to cruising. You know, they're not going to know necessarily what to book and sending them to websites is a bad idea. You want to be able to say, Aunt Mary, Uncle Jim, Cousin Bob. I want you to, you know, call this person up. They're going to know exactly who you are, what you need. They're just going to ask you some basics. You know, you want a balcony. Uh, you know, so things like that. And then boom, they're off to the race. Make it simple on them and also free yourself up. So that's number one. And, and if you've got that big of a group, you're going to want to create a group with the travel agent. There's some benefits from doing so. So definitely they'll talk to you about that. You'll go through that whole process. You should be good there. And of course, Doug, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the great services that MEI travel does. they are our sponsor full disclosure, but Doug, I would trust them with my family book I have already. I, they book my parents, they book my in-laws. Uh, I don't have any qualms about that whatsoever, no re- reservation. So that's number one. Number two, when it comes to family cruises is, is, yeah, there's always that balance of spending time together, but not spending every minute together. And certainly you don't want to, you know, load your family up with a, with an itinerary of, all okay, right, from this time, to this time you're doing this, you don't want to plan out every minute of it. I would look at the cruise holistically and say, okay, where are some times it makes sense. Dinner is probably the most common time you're going to want to spend time with family. Um, if you're, I mean, a group that big, the main dining room is almost certainly where you're going to be. Certainly people will do specially dining. I maybe even you, but you should always plan that. At least have one time a day that you're having a kind of communal meetup. That's an opportunity to kind of hang out together. So I would plan on that. Beyond that, you might want to plan an activity or two. Maybe it's a pub crawl. Maybe it's the family flow rider time. Maybe it's the family mini golf. Don't go crazy. I would say one or two events a day is more than enough. Uh, That way it gives people the sense that you're having an opportunity to be together, but not again, feel like, oh gosh, cousin Doug is at it again. And he's trying to, he's trying to plan our entire vacation, you know? Uh, And then the last thing I would say also is a short excursion might not be a bad idea depending on where you go, you know, picking one excursion everybody does together. Because in a lot of places, people are going to do their own thing. But there's probably an opportunity there to say, okay, you know what? When, when we're all in Cozumel, when we're all in Nassau, we can do something together. I think that might not be a bad idea at all. Now, in terms of the ship you should choose, you know, that's another good question. And I think Oasis class is great. I mean, number one, I don't think you ever complain that there's too many options to do. I know you're concerned about being overwhelming. I don't think that's really the case. I think new cruisers actually gravitate towards that kind of a thing because it just gives them so many choices and uh, I would definitely be leaning in that direction. You could certainly make an argument for you know, maybe some other options that are out there, uh, maybe like a Freedom class or a Voyager class, because the price will be a little bit lower. Uh, if you're concerned about budget, if you're concerned that, listen, not everyone is, is doing that well, and if you could pick a cruise that was a shorter sailing and would cost you less, perhaps you could argue that. Um, But I wouldn't look into Waste Glass as a mistake by any means. I think that's a really good idea, actually. So hopefully, Doug, that answers your question uh, over there. Next up is an email from uh, Helen Hoggard, who writes, I've been watching on YouTube. I'll be cruising on Navigator. And uh, our cabin is on Deck 11. I have a question. Was the Solarium updated when Navigator was amped? I haven't seen any photos of Solarium online. Uh, The answer is yes, actually, they did. Uh, You know, they updated a lot of the seating. It's part of the general pool deck. Um, rehab, if you will. Part of the rail amplification is they redid all the pool deck and the seating in particular got updated. So a lot of the seating is updated there, Helen. Um, the pool still looks the same, so I don't want to misrepresent what they've done, but essentially there's new pool seating in the Solarium. That seems to be the their go-to strategy uh, when it comes to that. So uh, check that out. Next, we have an email from Don who writes, Matt, in support of uh, a recent discussion you had on the value of travel agents while on a YouTube Live, a not-so-quick story about my agent, not MEI, but we've been with him for years This earlier this week. He called Royal Caribbean to make a final payment for our August cruise on Independence of the Seas and asked them to reprice before the payment. When they sent him the final invoice, our fare had gone down over $1,000. He quickly called back and they corrected the problem while unable to explain why it happened, but somehow in the process, we lost our $26 onboard credit. No problem. Royal Caribbean would just put it back in, but they could only do $25 because their system would only do increments of $5. Our travel agent told them that they had two choices, make it 26 or 30, but they're not taking away our $1. After he got a few levels, Royal Caribbean finally said, Even though our system cannot do this, you're not gonna give up, are you? They decided they would have to refund me the $1 on the cruise fare. Our travel agent saved us thousands and hundreds of hours. Thousands of dollars, hundreds of hours. And Don, absolutely true. You know, it's funny that you sent that story because I think the, um... (laughs) I mean, listen, I'm not mocking it. I think it's hilarious and, and great. And uh, hey, that's that's some great customer service right there. And I'll tell you, what Don is talking about is really the... I mean, travel agents are hurting like so many other people in the country. You know, right now around the world, the effects of, you know, COVID-19 are more than just who's getting sick and who's not getting sick. I mean, livelihoods are being impacted. And what travel agents do is chief among them, because let's face it, I mean, how many people really are booking travel right now? And they're, they, most travel agents get paid commission. They do not get paid um, by, um, you know, a salary. And you only get paid a commission when you actually, when their client actually goes on the vacation. Now, Royal Caribbean took an extra step here and has protected their commissions. That way, if somebody cancels a cruise or you uh, gets a future cruise credit for some time else rail is already paying the the travel agent that commission which is above and beyond what they should be doing and that's fantastic news but nonetheless there's still travel agents still hurting because not only is that you know the, the existing trips being canceled but on top of that obviously they're not getting a ton of business right now so something I, I talked about on a recent live broadcast was not only a they're they're hurting a lot B, you know, what, what peop- unfortunately, some people are very frustrated with the nature and the slowness of refunds. And you know what? Those people are 100% right. They should be upset about it. I understand. I would be, too, if I had to wait 30-plus days to get my money back. I, I totally understand that frustration. The thing I was trying to say is there are some people, some clients, who are taking it out on their travel agents, like demanding that the travel agent should be the one paying the refund, and then they can go fight with Royal Caribbean for the money, which is absurd because, that's not, A, that's not how it works, B, the travel agent has no control over this, and C, um, You know these people are, are hurting even more than their clients in a lot of cases. So travel agents are on your side. They're in your corner. They are there to work for you and with you. And my my, my what I was trying to really say was, don't take this out on travel agents in the sense that like, they have any control over what happens here. Again, they are working on your behalf. And in a lot of cases, they're putting in a lot of hours to get answers and by the way, not getting paid for it. So yeah, it's, it's, I think now among, above all other times, it's really important to remember that. And when you are ready to book another cruise vacation, I I really do recommend using a travel agent, a good one, because they will save you a ton of time. And Don uh, perfectly exemplified that right there. Next up, we have an email from Brian who writes, love the podcast. We're going on our second Royal Caribbean cruise over Thanksgiving, booked on alert, but disappointed. The amplification is delayed family of five and two rooms, both inside have a refundable rate and just reprice to save over $800. My question is, uh, is freedom sales from freedom of the sea sales from Puerto Rico port, intensive itinerary. Should we change it to, should we change it to that? Because the amplification has not happened. You know, that's a good question, Brian. A lot of people are wondering that as well, because if, if you're not aware, the planned amplifications for alert, of the seas and explorer, of the seas are basically on hold right now. They didn't happen as scheduled because Spain closed all of its borders due to the COVID-19 situation. And so real cruise ships can't get in to get the work done. And there is no new timetable as to when that will happen, the amplification, that is. So with that in mind, you know, if you plan the cruise around the idea it's getting amplified, yeah, it might lean heavily towards freedom for two reasons, Brian. Number one, uh, that ship already has been amplified, and it got a lot of those changes, very similar changes to what Allure is getting. And if that's of interest to you, then yeah, absolutely. You should definitely be aiming in that direction because of course, that's kind of why you aimed at, at alert. And secondarily, um, you know, depending on your room configuration, I'm not sure if you booked a room already that was supposed to be added as part of that, but yeah, you know, there's some, some question marks associated with this. I wouldn't fault you one bit for wanting to go on freedom. It's a fabulous itinerary, port intensive or not. It's a great place to visit. I just did Freedom of the Seas to the Southern Caribbean in December. Granted, that was not, um, you know, that was before Amplification, but what a great itinerary. I mean, it's, just, it's incredible. So yeah, it's a great idea, Brian. You got my 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 seal of approval on that idea. How about that? And our last email today is from Cassie Bauer. Right? It's, hey, hello, Matt. It's about Start off by saying, I love your blog. I looked at it daily for the past six months when we booked our Royal Caribbean Alaska cruise, and I wanted to see if you had any gut instincts on what may happen come July for our cruise to Alaska. We have a cruise July 10th, and I've read all your posts about if people would feel safe, what Rokerman would do to make people safe, etc. So my mind goes back and forth. If I think July Alaska cruises will ever happen, our cruise leaves from Vancouver. You know, it's a great question, Cassie. I really wish I could answer. I mean, I wish I could give you any kind of insight, but I really don't. I have no idea beyond what you guys do. I have cruises booked in July, and I've already had four different cruises canceled, including an Alaska cruise. So you're in good company? I don't think that's really... <laughs> What What you wanted to hear? Uh, here's what I would tell you. It sounds like you want to go on the cruise. Plan on going on the cruise. Assume it's going to happen. But you got to be realistic that it could be canceled. And the good news is, listen, if it's canceled, Royal Caribbean will take care of it. They'll refund your money. Um, You know, they'll offer you future cruise credits. You can rebook it, whatever the case may be. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's only so much you have to control over. And I would tell you that if you're still interested in going on the cruise, and I certainly would be, then you should plan on it. I mean, here's the X Factor that makes Alaska a little more difficult to predict than the Caribbean because Alaska requires cruises to go to Canada. Now, part of the U S law requires foreign flagged vessels of which Royal Caribbean ships are to make a foreign stop somewhere outside the U S. And if you're doing Alaska and you're cruising out of Seattle or or Vancouver, well, you have to go through Canada, right? Um, and Canada has been very aggressive with their cancellations. And I think that if you had to rank likelihood of cruising, In around the world, Canada right now is a big question mark, especially for this summer. Um, Things could change, Cassie. I would also, now that I gave you the the glasses half empty, the glasses half full approach is, listen, things are getting better and maybe not as fast as people would like, but we are talking about this here in uh, the end of April and a lot can happen in the next two months. So you never know, but you know, I would recommend what you're, what I've been doing, which is just holding on hope. And uh, if it works out great. And if not, all right, well, you'll plan another cruise after that. Cassie also wants to know, um, my next question is, has anyone asked you what may happen with passports? You can't get a passport at this time. We need one for our son that's 17 when his passport expired. We plan to to get it the week that the shutdown happened. And now I'm panicking a little bit. If it does get lifted, I'll have enough time to get him a passport. Just seeing if you've heard any others with a possible issue. Yes, because so if your cruise goes to the U.S., Cassie, you could sail without a passport with just the birth certificate. Not ideal, but you could do that. Now, that's assuming your cruise goes out of Seattle. If your cruise goes out of Vancouver, this doesn't help you at all. But that is a possibility. Keeping in mind, you wouldn't be able to do any short excursions that go into Canada. But we'll just sidetrack that for a second. Number two, and I'd have to double check it, Cassie, but I am pretty sure that if there is imminent international travel, you can apply for a passport still. It's not totally shut down. It's just shut down in the sense that they're not processing it, you know, for people like myself who, you know, I'm six months away from my my passport being canceled or expiring, I should say. Thus, I want to take it care of. They're trying to, you know, just limit what they're doing. So I think it's still possible, but you may need to be a little more aggressive and maybe pay some expedited fees there and some other things that I mean, but I thought they're still doing it. They're just trying to restrict it to some, to some effect. But again, if your cruise goes out of Seattle and it's a round trip cruise, you know, it goes back and forth, you know, starts Seattle and Seattle, you can cruise as a U.S. citizen on a, a birth certificate. But that, I mean, there's some there's ramifications that chiefly among them, you know, obviously you're checking in and, and embarkation and disembarkation process is a little slower because you don't have a passport, but it still allows you to go on the cruise. So keep that in the back of your mind. You still got some time, Cassie. Again, I would see where we are in, you know, beginning of June. You'll have a pretty good idea of what to, both in terms of your cruise and also in terms of your uh, passport situation. There. So thank you to Cassie. Thank you to everybody for checking out this episode of the Royal Caribbean blog podcast. Uh, Until next time, I'm Matt Hochberg, and we'll talk again real soon.